I want to just briefly talk through the assignment for your second essay, analyzing a Renaissance sonnet. Uh, you can find the assignment sheet for this on the website under assignments. So if you'll go there or download that, you can follow along with me. Uh, the assignment is pretty simple. You're going to choose a sonnet that was written during the Renaissance, the 16th and 17th centuries in England, uh, that's in the Norton Anthology. Uh, but not one that we talk about in class. So I have a, a list on the assignment sheet of sonnets that uh, are, are from the Renaissance but are not on our reading list. Uh, now, a good analysis of a sonnet is going to link the poetic devices that it uses with the ideas and emotions it's conveying to a reader. So you're looking at form not just content, so not just the themes of the argument, though that's important, but also how is the author manipulating language using the style, uh, using all the poetic uh, resources that he has to create the sonnet. Uh, in your paper, you should quote the entire sonnet early on in your paper and refer to it frequently in your analysis. You'll, you'll quote individual lines and words throughout it if you're doing a good analysis. Uh, the paper should start off with a question about how does this sonnet work? And that question can be the last sentence of your first paragraph. And then the rest of the essay is going to answer that question. Uh, each uh, paragraph should have a, uh, a specific element of the sonnet it's talking about, uh, explain how that element works, uh, have a clear topic sentence. Uh, the sample paper that's in the on the handouts uh, page of the website will give you a model for how to do that. As you're preparing for your analysis, you need to read the sonnet slowly, carefully, and over and over again. Uh, that will help you make interesting observations about it. Now, the more specific you are, the stronger your paper is going to be. Uh, I, I've been teaching a long time. I've been a student before that. I've never heard a college teacher say that this this is a good paper, but you've just got too many specific concrete examples. All right, that don't think that's ever happened. Uh, you you should try to make that happen. Try to have so many specific concrete examples that I think it's too much. I dare you. Uh, so, but look at look at small things, uh, a, a particular word or phrase, uh, why the word order is inverted, uh, something small, something particular in the sonnet to analyze. Uh, that will keep you on track. Uh, remember, stick with the words of the text. Don't uh, don't get sidetracked on anything else. Just analyze the words. Uh, as with the first paper. Try to write clearly and concisely. Don't waste time trying to sound impressive. Uh, just be a conversational voice, uh, a voice of a, a person who's discussing something that they find of interest. Uh, that will come through much better than trying to sound impressive. Make sure the essay isn't longer than what you have to say. A single sentence that has something to say is a lot more impressive than a whole paragraph that doesn't. So make every word count. When I'm evaluating the essays, I'm looking at the intelligence and specificity of your ideas, uh, how precise your analysis is, how clear your prose is, and how original and persuasive your thesis is. 
Again, you can see on the uh, syllabus the criteria for grading essays. We'll go into more detail about that. Like the first essay, this should be a short essay between five and 800 words, uh, not counting the, the sonnet that you quote at the start of the paper. And like with the first essay, you should use MLA format. And you can go to uh, my website, drmarkwomack.com slash MLA dash style uh, for some uh, examples of how to use MLA format correctly. Uh, you'll submit this through the Turnitin link on our Blackboard page. Uh, it's SA2 Renaissance Sonnet. Uh, again, as before, there's a kind of a double deadline. If you want my feedback and comments on your paper, you need to submit it by Monday, October 17th. Now, this is just for comments. This is not for getting comments and then revising and resubmitting. Uh, but the final deadline for the paper will be October 28th. Uh, there's no grade penalty for trying to get in at the later date. You just don't get my, my comments. Now, if you look at the assignment sheet, you'll see I have a long section on how to analyze a sonnet. These are all a lot of suggestions you can look at. Now, the worst thing you can do is try to go through and answer these one by one and think that that's an essay. That's not what you should do. These are just ways of getting you thinking about how to analyze the sonnet. Now, the first uh, you know, two or three are something that probably all of you should do when you're preparing to do your analysis. So the first one just says, read the sonnet for meaning. Uh, it may help to write it out as sentences instead of poetic lines. Uh, try to, you know, look for the subject and the verb. Just try to figure out literally what is it saying. And then write a, a modern English prose paraphrase of the sonnet. Uh, and if you actually write it out rather than just thinking it, that'll force you to really grapple with the verbal details and help you really understand what the sonnet means. Now, you don't need to include that in your, in your essay. It's an exercise for you to help understand the sonnet better. Uh, think about what kind of sonnet it is. We've looked at the, the Italian... English and Spencerian rhyme schemes, uh, which one does your sonnet have? And how is it organized? Uh, the octave sestet, quatrains, and couplet? Uh, the, that's the, how is the rhyme organized? How is the argument organized? Uh, or does it shift direction? Does it have a turn or a volta like so many Italian sonnets do? Does it use repetition or antithesis? Those kind of things. Now, the rest of these and are, are all ideas, and some of them may be more useful than others. Uh, thinking about the context of the sonnet, who's the speaker, what's the situation, who are they talking to, uh, how does that help you understand the poem? Uh, think about irony. Uh, is there some discrepancy between what the words say and what we know they actually mean? Uh, think about the tone, the, the speaker's attitude towards them towards their subject matter, towards their uh, the, what they're talking about. Look at diction, at word choice. Uh, it, it may help to look up things in the Oxford English Dictionary. That's available on the uh, U of H Library website. You can look under uh, databases. It's got the Oxford English Dictionary, which very helpfully gives you not just 
what the meanings of words were, but how they've changed over time. So you can find out, you know, maybe meanings of words that have shifted. Uh, think about wordplay and puns, and uh, sonneteers love to use wordplay and puns, so that may be something you could focus on. Uh, look at the use of imagery. Uh, there's, a, there's a consistent pattern of imagery. Uh, the general figures of language, uh, metaphors, similes, symbols. Uh, one terminology you can use when you're analyzing a metaphor is the tenor and the vehicle. Every metaphor has a tenor, that is the thing being described, and a vehicle, the thing used to describe it. So when Romeo says Juliet is the sun, Juliet is the tenor, she's the thing being described, and the sun is the vehicle, she's the thing being used to describe her. And that terminology can help you analyze how a metaphor is working. Uh, look at other figures of speech, uh, hyperbole, paradox, uh, all, all those kinds of things. Uh, think about, are there any allusions, any references to classical mythology or the Bible or some historical situation? Uh, look at the syntax, just the arrangement of words. Is it normal word order? Are things inverted? Uh, is it simple sentences, complex sentences? Uh, think about the meter. We, we've talked about the meter in some of the sonnets. Uh, is it regular? Is it uh, choppy? Uh, does it have uh, enjammed or run-on lines? Or is it in-stopped uh, uh, at the end of every line? Uh, and how, do those, how does that affect the, the, uh, the sonnet? Think about the musical use of language, you know, alliteration, uh, rhyme, assonance, which is repetition of vowel sounds, consonants, repetition of consonant sounds, uh, you know, all of those kinds of things. How are those working? Now, for all of those, I mean, you can look at those, but the main thing you want to know is how do these work? How do they contribute to the sonnet? Uh, you don't want just a list of here are all of the, uh, here's the meter of the poem, here's the syntax of the poem. That's not what you're doing. What you're trying to do is saying, here's an interesting thing about the syntax, and here's how it affects the meaning of the poem. Uh, so again, use this, this list uh, strategically uh, for the ones that are most relevant to the sonnet you're analyzing. And the last thing on the assignment sheet is the list of sonnets that you can choose from. I, to the best of my knowledge, this is a comprehensive list of the sonnets that we're not talking about in class. Uh, if there's some that you, something that you think is a sonnet that I haven't mentioned here that you really want to analyze, uh, just email me and uh, we'll, we'll see if you could do that. Uh, but you have plenty to choose from here, I think. All right, and if you have questions about uh, choosing your sonnet or anything else, uh, it's drmarkwomack at gmail.com. Uh, good luck with your essays, and I will talk to you later.